This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today, the final provincial crop report came out this morning and harvest is virtually complete. Many yields were above average and we have some official numbers. Topsoil is also dry and needs moisture. A young 4-H leader in Saskatchewan receives a national award. And Real Agriculture looks at grain markets with Neil Townsend. We also hear about disease surveys in canola fields in the southeast and a crop report on the rain-delayed harvest in Manitoba. The farm weather is in its usual spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. The final crop report this season from the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture says harvest is virtually complete. Provincial Crops Extension Specialist Matt Struthers says yields varied greatly, and he says topsoil is dry and many areas need moisture for next year. Harvest is, is uh, virtually complete across the province. Um, there's still a few flax acres and, and maybe some just late canola that uh, is still being picked up, but it makes up very few acres, so we're allowed to say that harvest is over. How about yields? How do they look? They vary across the province, of course, you know, heavily dependent on uh, who got the rain and who didn't. But it looks like the, the southwest and, and west central regions are, are looking at yields uh, well below average for most producers. And while some are seeing yields a little bit closer to average, which is good. But on that eastern half of the province and up into the northern regions, um, yields are either average or above average. So that's very good to see, especially after uh, you know a difficult season last year. It's good to see that a lot of producers in the province were able to bounce back this year. Final crop report of the season. What are you compiling the average yields this year at? So some of the average yields that have been estimated, 44 bushels an acre for hard red spring wheat, 31 bushels an acre for Durham, 93 bushels an acre for oats, 64 bushels for barley, 36 for canola, 34 for peas, 1,165 pounds for lentils. Tell me about the quality of the crop this year. That was another good year for quality. Across the province, most crops are landing in their top two grade categories, which is very good to see, especially with that, just how much moisture we got during the flowering and part of harvest as well in that eastern half of the region where there's a bit of a worry about quality over there, but it seems that it was minimal and mostly contributed to some bleaching of any grains that were either swathed or still standing, and then also some ergot that did cause some issues in some cereal crops. So how is the uh, soil moisture rating? Well, since it hasn't rained, or the province hasn't had a significant rain in, in almost two months, the moisture conditions are remaining extremely dire in many parts of the province, and, and producers across all regions of the province would definitely like to see it rain here soon. So heading into the winter here soon, topsoil moisture is rated as 22% adequate, 35% short, and 43% very short for cropland. Hay and pasture is rated as 16% adequate, 37% short, and 47% very short. So you can see that we're we're very, very dry once again uh, heading into the winter. And so producers would like to see a rain now and a heavy snowfall and then rain again in the spring. How are hay yields and winter feed supplies looking? 
you know, hay yields from many producers in the province, like their other, their, like their crop yields, bounce back in that eastern half of the region up into the north. We saw some really great hay yields, uh, you know, hay yields they typically would have seen in their more normal years. But we did see some lower hay yields in that west central and southwest regions, just where it was very, very dry once again. And so when we're talking about, you know, winter feed supplies, those regions that did get those good hay crops, they're, they're sitting all right. They're either sitting with surplus or, or adequate feed heading into the winter, uh, whereas many producers in that west central and southwest region are sitting in that inadequate to adequate range. So hopefully they have enough feed to get into the winter. And I know there's there's been a lot of producers who are actively buying feed either from Saskatchewan or, or out of province. And also some having to haul water? Yeah, a lot of water hauling this year. Uh, once again, for many producers, without the rains and without a good runoff in the spring, many dugouts weren't at adequate levels, so they were hauling water, and, and that's continued all year long. So hopefully hopefully we get a break in that. Hopefully we get a good snowfall, and, and those dugouts can recharge. Uh, and then we also get that rain throughout the season that can that keep that water quality high. How did weather affect the seeding of fall rye and winter wheat this fall? We've seen quite a bit of a drop in uh, the seeding of winter cereals, mainly just with how dry it is. Uh, you know, without uh, any major rains in the second half of August and all throughout September, the soils in many parts of the province were just too dry for producers to, to risk that seed. So across the province, we're seeing seeded acreage of uh, winter wheat fall by an estimated 23%, while fall rye has fallen by 17%. So not a huge change. You know, they don't make up a huge seeded crop in the province, but it, it's certainly something to keep an eye on. Matt Struthers is the Provincial Crops Extension Specialist. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca And your Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fielding farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. A young 4-H leader from Saskatchewan is among the four winners of a national scholarship of $20,000 each. Kate Axton has received the scholarship for the Leadership Excellence Award of Distinction in the Area of Sustainable Agriculture and Food Security Pillar. The scholarship is towards a four-year post-secondary study and is funded through Canadian National. U.S. corn, soybean and wheat crops are not price competitive with products coming out of South America. Dan Bossy with Ag Resource Company in Chicago says American crops are $2 a bushel higher than the competition. If you're a world importer and you're looking at price, U.S. corn, soybeans, and wheat are extremely high-priced right now. All of this is due to the Mississippi River. The U.S., on a continental basis, we're now in the worst drought that we've seen, even worse going back to 2012 in terms of looking about the square kilometers or square miles involved in the drought. And that Mississippi is now down at the lowest level since July of 2012. So it's at a negative flow, which means we're having to dredge to get barges downriver. Dan Bossy is with AgResource Company. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. 
Always enjoy uh, chatting markets, and often there's a bit of geopolitics thrown in with uh, Neil Townsend. Neil is a senior market analyst with FarmLink Marketing Solutions and Grain Fox, based in uh, Winnipeg, and he joins us on the phone. Thanks for taking the time to chat today, Neil. Thank you very much, Kelvin. So where I'm not sure where to begin. There are uh, quite a few different stories happening in uh, in the grain market here as uh, as harvest continues in uh, in the U.S. I guess here in Western Canada, harvest is uh, largely wrapped up. But uh, maybe uh, let's start with the the demand side of things. There's the old saying: uh, the cure for high prices is high prices. Are you surprised by the strength that we've been seeing through uh, the harvest period here when it comes to uh, markets? Given uh, this is the, the seasonal time when it comes under pressure. Yeah, that's a very good point. I mean, uh, we are a little bit surprised. We thought that the price structure that we saw for pretty much every every commodity, uh, you know, particularly the main ones like canola, wheat, durum. A barley, you know, the prices have been sort of strong or if not getting higher during the harvest period, that's a little unusual. And we looked at the uncertainty and the volatility, the macroeconomics, all the geopolitics. And, you know, we kind of thought with the inflation and interest rates and everything like that, we just thought that demand might be a little bit slower, but demand has been in a Canadian context has been pretty good. We don't really see much weakness. Like just looking at the CGC statistics, we see that, you know, for several of the key crops we're running ahead of where we were last year on exports and even farmer deliveries and again we would just consider that to be a, a net positive and you know maybe we've heard a little bit that you know some of this is covering for sales that were were made and farmers were sort of slower to sell uh, but I think that we can be pretty happy with the first couple months of the marketing year in terms of the price structure for sure, but also indications that grain is coming into the system, moving through the system and getting exported. And that to me means ultimately like people are buying it. So does this mean that processors and users still have good margins or why hasn't there been more demand destruction to this point? Yeah, I mean, there have been, you know, again, everything sort of happens on paper. And I mean, whether or not it translates completely to the real world is another question. But, you know, if we look at the board crush or we look at some of the crush margins in, in China or, you know, pork prices in China or, you know, there looks like there's good margins. It looks like people should be able to make money and that should encourage, uh, you know, more, more processing, more buying. Now, from a consumer standpoint, I mean, you know, there was just some inflation data out today and, and, you know, food was one of the two big, you know, drivers of inflation. So, you know, at the retail uh, grocery store level, I'm not sure how consumers are feeling the pinch. I think they're feeling the pinch uh, and not just in Canada, but around the world. I mean, in a lot of places, food is really leading the charge in terms of inflation, food and housing costs, whatever you want to say. Uh, and the meanwhile, you know, so like it's hard to discern exactly now, there's an old adage like the world has to eat and we agree with that, but the world can divert from maybe what they want to eat to what they must eat to make it affordable. And, you know, I, I guess greens and oil seeds in the broader context, even though their price has gone up quite a bit, I mean, it's still probably uh, cheaper than, you know, some of the other things like meat has gotten quite expensive in some places. Uh, you know, that's just a different way of eating grain, I suppose. But, yeah, I, I think demand is is good for now in terms of what we're seeing. The question is, like, you know, if the high prices persist and the interest rates keep going up and if people feel relatively poor, uh, you know, they may start to divert from 
you know, eating certain calories to eating different calories and whether that's positive or negative for grains and oil seeds prices remains to be seen. Yeah. So maybe it's just a matter of we're still in that lag period of, uh, of that pressure coming back to the, the producer level. Perhaps. I mean, that's a good question, Kelvin, because in some senses, like grains and oilseed prices started moving much higher quicker than maybe some of the other things. Because, you know, when the war started in February, we saw quite a bounce in the price. And then they came off quite dramatically from where they were. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. For today... Partly cloudy right now, it's overcast in Regina. Wind northwest 30, gusting to 50. The high today, 17 degrees, the low plus 2. Friday, partly cloudy, that's tomorrow. Wind northwest 20 with a high of 11, the low minus 1. Saturday, showers and a high of 7, the low plus 3. Sunday, periods of rain, the high plus 5, the low minus 4. Monday, sunny with a high of 6, the low minus 2. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high plus 5, the low minus 4. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high 6 degrees. Normal high is 9, the normal low minus 4. The sun rose at 7.29 this morning. It sets at 5.58 tonight. And currently around the province, the hot spot is Valmarie in the southwest corner at 21 degrees. The cold spot up north, Uranium City, at 6 degrees. Estevan is 18, Saskatoon 14, Swift Current 15, Weyburn 17, Yorkton is 15 degrees. Regina is overcast and 15, that's 58 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west at 8, humidity is 31%, the barometric pressure dropping 100.3. Cloudy and Moose Jaw 17, winds are from the west at 15. Once again, Regina, overcast and 15, that's 58 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director, Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. The Southeast Provincial Crops Extension Specialist is advising farmers to check their canola fields this fall for crop diseases. Sherry Roberts, based in Weyburn, has been checking fields for clubroot and other diseases. She says some fields are showing signs of disease and farmers should consider extending crop rotations and seeding disease-resistant varieties. She says harvest is virtually complete in the Southeast. Well, Jim, there's an occasional flax field here and there and maybe you might run across a cereal field, but everybody's pretty well done. They've got them combines parked. How would you describe yields this year? I'm still saying average to above average. Everybody I'm talking to has been really happy. And quality? 
Uh, most of them are coming in really good. There's been some gentlemen that is sort of in the Lampman area. They got more rain and some over in Glen Avenue there where we had some fusarium and some ergot issues. But by and large, the majority of them, the quality is real decent. Any numbers on yields? They're all over the board, but I'm hearing some guys. I just talked to a gentleman uh, yesterday over in the Radville area. I think he said his canola went, I, th- I believe he said 40, and he was real happy with that. And his uh, field went a little less, so he thought that was kind of kind of funny. But I'm hearing on average it's it's higher averages in the different areas in the southeast for the different crops. No, nobody. I'm, I'm not hearing from anyone that's saying, oh, no, I had a wreck. Any changes for seeding plans for next spring? Have you heard of any? I haven't heard of any at this point, but I'm sure I'm going to try to encourage producers now that they've got the combine parks that they need to be getting out in their fields and doing some scouting. And, and I'm going to I'll put my hands together and I'm going to put out a plea to plot, try to extend your rotations other than just canola wheat, canola wheat, because I'm out here doing some surveying and, and we're running into some severe disease issues out here in the southeast. And rotation is your biggest answer for that problem. Yeah, we've reached you in a canola field in the southeast, I understand, near the Manitoba border. What are you looking for? I'm looking for uh, blackleg, verticillium stripe are the two big main ones, and I'm running across some white mold, And but it's it, this is really a survey for verticillium wilt. And are you finding much? I'm sorry, I should say. Unfortunately, yes, I am. Every field that I've been in, I found it. We thought that it had, it, it originally came in from Manitoba back in 2014, we're hearing, and we thought that maybe it was just here over in the, the southeast RMs closest to the border, but I was in a field on Monday in the Glen Avon area, and I came back with a whole bunch of suspect plants there that'll be tested, and I came back with a whole bunch of black leg, and that's that's the one that producers really, really need to be out scouting for right now. They really do. What do you look for? Well, you walk out in the field and you start looking for plants, you know, the, I mean, you, you've already harvested, so you look for anything that's bleaching, and then you pull that up, and you get a pruners, and you snip at the union where the root just about comes out of the surface, and then you look on the inside of that stem, and it's going to be black. You're going to see different amounts of black in that center. And then if you've got a hand lens, take and you look for little black, what we call fruiting bodies, on the outside of the stem. Now, verticillium looks a lot like black legs. So if you see, you have to take your fingernail and kind of scrape or, or peel back the, the uh, what we call epidermis or outer layer. And if you see little black fruiting bodies underneath there, then you may also have verticillium on top of having black leg because you can have them both. What's the recommendation on crop rotation? Oh, minimum of three years, please. Because right now, black leg overwinters on your residue. And when you just have a two-year rotation, that residue hasn't had an opportunity to break down enough. That black leg, those spores are right there. So you're just setting yourself up. The other opportunity that you've got right now until October 31st is if you want to go out in your field, you, you're, you find black leg, you can send your samples in, call, call SAS Canola, they're running a program till the 31st, and they will actually pay for the cost of having your black leg samples run up at the lab to find out what race you have because there's different races of black leg. And guess what? We're fortunate enough that there are seed companies out there that have canola seed that has resistance to certain uh, of these races. But you need to know what race you have in your field before you know what kind of, uh, what variety of seed you need to buy for the prevention. How bad are yields hurt by these diseases? 
Oh, they can be hurt thirty to fifty percent. You can have a yield loss on some of these diseases, and that's that's the kick. Why I can't figure it out. You know, in, in this this time when you're you're looking at eighteen and twenty dollar a bushel canola, why would you not do the best management that you can, which includes you know getting clean seed and scouting your fields for disease, and then winding those rotations so that you can keep those yields up there because with this level of disease in some of these fields, there's no way that you're not seeing a huge hit on your yields. Absolutely no way. So I'm, I'm putting a appeal out there an appeal to all my producers, please, you know, look at those rotations. If, if you're having troubles and, and, and need to, you know, can't figure out what can I squeeze in here, please contact one of the regional crop specialists or the AKC and we would be more than happy to sit down with you and, and talk over options with you so that you can, you know, look at, get these, these diseases under control without having to spend a whole lot of uh, money on, on fungicide control. And for some of these diseases, there aren't any preventatives out there. There's nothing you can do. I mean, verticillium, stripe, there's, there's, there's nothing. Y- y- your options for control are rotations. Sherry Roberts is the regional crop specialist in Weyburn. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Harvest progress sits at 90% complete across Manitoba, according to this week's crop report. This means harvest completion is nearly caught up with the five-year average of 91%. James Fry is the Applied Production Specialist with Manitoba Agriculture and highlights the northwest region of Manitoba. Well, we're doing pretty good, sitting at about 89% overall. So that puts us, uh, you know, um, a little bit behind some of the uh, central area, for example, and uh, you know the Manitoba average is about ninety percent, but we're we're doing well. Uh, what we've uh, looking at, you know, sort of crop by crop, is that cereals are virtually done. Uh, spring wheat, of course, and barley have been mostly done for a while, and uh, oats has been catching up. Some of that later uh, later harvest has been going on, so that's about ninety two percent done in the region. Uh, we're finding that. Some of the oats that have been harvested later on uh, and have maybe sat out in the field for a bit, some of that milling quality is uh, a little bit lower, but uh, but for the most part, soils are pretty wrapped up. James Fry says soil moisture is dry and fields need rain. He's the Applied Production Specialist with Manitoba Agriculture. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market update brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building materials supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola rose 610 at 858.92. Oats went up $20 at 275.32. One red spring wheat fell 7 cents at 422.12. The rest unchanged. Durham, 482.33. Feed barley, 367.87. Chickpeas, 925.95. Flax, 752.98. Lentils, 758.50. Yellow peas, 459.89. And feed wheat, 289.56. At Minneapolis, December spring wheat went up 10 and 3 quarter cents at 964 and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. 
The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Hello, Cattleman Jr. for Heartland Livestock, York, with your market report for the week of October 19th. We had a nice run here this week with 29.21, the pre-sort 410 cows and bulls for a total of 33.31. On the feeder market, the market was steady to a little lower in certain classes. This week was our Angus influence sale with a lot of high-quality Angus cattle on offer. Here are a few highlights of this week's sale. Black Steer is 418 at 322, 493 at 289, 631 at 253 and a quarter, 704 at 250, and your Black Steer is 780 at 256.50. On the red Angus steers, 425 pounds at 316, 495 weights at 283.50, 635 is at 252.50, 707 weights at 250. On the red Angus steers, at 760 pounds at 248. Red X steers, 569 at 269, 640 is at 258, 706 at 251, and the 850 pound big red X steers at 240. Buckskin steers, 412 at 332, 495 weights at 302, 710 at 255 and a quarter, and your 780 weights at 253 and a quarter. On the heifer trade, there is still 35 to 40 cents back from the steers. On the cow and bull trade, we saw a cow steady with 341 cows, averaging 93 and a half. D1, D2 cows, 98 to a buck eight with sales to a dollar 12. D3 is 86 to 97. Your light shelly cows, 55 to 80, and your half rats, dollar 10 to a dollar 48. 26 big bulls average a dollar. 33 with a high of about 55. Producer, sheep sale, Friday, October 21st, 11 a.m. Horse sale, same day at 3. Receiving Thursday, 12th, late, and up to sale time Friday. Also, producers, our sales are full for October 26th, November 2nd. We are accepting for the rest of the sales. Please call ahead to get booked in to avoid disappointment. You will hear other markets saying they have room for the sales. Well, there's a reason why we are full and they have room. But we will let you decide what the reason for this is. Once again, this is Junior for HLS Yorkton. Thank you and have a great day. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Hamsel, 6,000 hogs Wednesday. Selling in a range of $229 to $243 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,200 head. Selling in a range of $230 to $244 per CKG. Hams and Bonsalves this week are steady, selling in the range of 60 to 68 cents per pound live weight. Hams cash flow price today is up and four contract prices opened lower this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar is down 12 basis points with a daily exchange rate at 1.3779. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 73 cents US. Daily US cash prices are higher with the negotiated Western Cornwall pushing upward another $3.40 US 100 weight and continuing the gains seen since the beginning of the week. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the resource report brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. The FSIN is once again calling on the provincial government to stop selling off crown land. Chief Bobby Cameron wants the provincial government to engage in discussions with the rightful owners of the land, First Nations. The provincial government has been selling land parcels through online auctions since 2016. And the FSIN says the government has been selling the land without any consultation from First Nations since 2008. The FSIN has been fighting this in the courts, but it's been a long process. 
Farm Credit Canada says Young Farmers Summit events are returning this winter, both in person and virtually. Farmers can register for the online event to get practical farm management advice and also attend an event in person. The feature event runs November 15th in a virtual format. As well, an in-person event is set for Yorkton on March 1st. On the markets, the TSX is down 28 points to 18,645. The Dow has risen 24 points to 30,448. Oil is up 44 cents at 84.96 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 72.90 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything egg. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.